Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, folks. The one only V, the girl economist, coming to you live on this edition of Hanging with Harley. We have with us the man of the hour who needs no introduction at all. It is the night is. He's a man that is on the Ukrainian hit list. That's how prolific Harley Schlanger is, folks. He made it to the Ukrainian hit list. Harley, congratulations. This is a uh, this is better than a lifetime achievement award. I'm jealous. <laughs> well. Some people say it's an honor. You know, hopefully it, it doesn't come with a bad award. <laughs> we are praying that it doesn't. And we're just praying that uh, this uh, list is something that is just simply going to fade away into the into the far reaches of the Internet and never to rise again. Folks, you can find Harley over at LaRoucheOrganization.com, LaRoucheOrganization.com, as well as SchillerInstitute.com, the SchillerInstitute.com. Subscribe over there, and you will be getting daily updates from Harley and the entire team over at the Schiller Institute. Incredible, invaluable information, especially in this day and age, in this multipolar world that we're living in. And with that being said, Harley, good morning, good afternoon. How are you, sir? I'm doing pretty well. I'm keeping my head above water here. That's as best as you could, we can do. There's lots going on in the world. Uh, we have Germany committing economic seppuku. We have Macron holding on to uh, power just by his fingernails. We have uh, the the news that this whole Ukrainian conflict could have been solved back in April, but it was uh, intensified and antagonized by the one and only Boris Johnson. So many things happening. We have Joe Brandon here in the United States, President Joe Brandon, who gave a speech last night that was synonymous with something you would see in a, uh, a dictatorship or a Star Wars movie with the evil emperor, uh, basically stating that 74 million Americans are uh, a threat to the democracy that he's uh, spewing out. So many things. Where do you want to begin? Take us in whichever direction you see fit, Harley. Well, let, let's just start with the Biden speech because it can be dispensed with very quickly. Yeah, uh, it's almost like a Saturday Night Live spoof. <laughs> but the, the important thing is that no one yet has given him the proper answer to it. He's yeah. worried about semi-fascism and fascism. Why is he arming neo-Nazis in Ukraine? Who's arming those neo-Nazis? Is it so-called white nationalists from America? Is it MAGA people? Is it Trump? No, it's it's Biden. It's the European Union, the great bastion of democracy. That's who's arming the neo-Nazis who are now firing shells at a nuclear plant 
and planned as of yesterday to try and take it over and storm it before the uh, Atomic Energy Agency watchdog group got a chance to get in there and see what's going on. So, you know, Joe has no legs to stand on, which is probably why he falls down so much. Now, the second thing I think we should talk about is with all the doom and gloom that, that people are focusing on, look, there's something really incredible happening, which is the isolation of the West, the isolation of the European Union, the United States, with the exception of the Five Eyes countries, the European Union, and uh, a little bit from Japan, they have no support. The world is moving in a different direction. The, the BRICs are growing, the Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa movement, they're growing. Uh, Indonesia is moving in on this, in this direction, Algeria, uh, Argentina, there was an attempt to assassinate the vice president of Argentina last night because Argentina is behind the moves going on from uh, uh, the so-called uh, BRICS, Shanghai Cooperation Organization, and so on. Now, here's something interesting. The foreign ministers of the European Union met in Prague yesterday. And after talking about how important it is to continue funding the Ukrainian war, they asked the question, how come Russia and China are siding, or how come the African countries are siding with Russia and China? And one of their officials, one of the foreign ministers said, well, maybe it's because Russia and China are giving them development aid that's real development, and the European Union is not. Now, that may have been the first honest comment made in an EU meeting in the recent history. Uh, there was a report put out by something called railfreight.com, which said that China is now the first or second largest trading partner with countries in, <clears throat> excuse me, in Latin America and the Caribbean, and that they're engaging in uh, agricultural development, uh, roads, railroads, power systems, water management. What's the U.S. doing? We're sitting there threatening these countries and then opening the gates to let them come in. So if you look around the world, there's a new reality emerging of what you called earlier multipolar. I tend to look at it as opposed to multipolar, which implies that there are polarities. You have on the one hand, the sinking unipolar world. On the other, you have a potential for cooperation and mutual benefit. Mm, I like that. The cooperative world versus the unipolar world. I like that. And this is what we're seeing from a, a number of these agencies. The, the, the BRICS, for example, the Russian Research Center of the BRICS put out a, the uh, invitation to our upcoming conference on September 10th and 11th. The Schiller Institute is going to have an online conference on how to move the world to a outside of this collapsing system, this war policy, and instead move it into this uh, world of mutual cooperation and benefit. So uh, if uh, people want to participate in that, you can register for free. It's over at the theschillerinstitute.com. It will be online. I'll be moderating the panel on the Ukrainian hit list. Uh, so we, ha we have a lot to say. Now, let me just say one or two things about that, because the the issue of this Ukrainian hit list, it's the so-called Committee to Combat Disinformation. 
And the way they combat disinformation is by producing a shitload of disinformation and then threatening to kill anybody who has a different story to tell. Yeah, like and, car bombs. Yeah, like <laughs> Daria Dugina. Yeah. Uh, and a, a somewhat less prominent hit, which uh, happened just uh, two days ago, is a former Ukrainian parliamentarian who was who left the parliament under threats, moved into the Donbass region, he and his girlfriend were knifed to death two nights ago. They were also on the same hit list that Helga Zeplarush is on, Ray McGovern, uh, Glenn Greenwald, uh, Scott Ritter, and me. Now, one of these organizations is called Mirot uh, Vodets. That's the one that does the... Harley, we lost you for a second. Be you there? I'm here. Okay, yeah. I guess it's a problem. I don't think he realizes yet. I think he's still talking. Harley, can you hear us? We lost your audio. Yeah, see if I can hit him in the private chat. I think his internet went out. I think so. I think it went out or God knows. Yeah, I thought Caesar, it was mine for a second. Dark, Good. What do you think about that dark Brandon speech yesterday? I mean, with the imagery of him standing in this red background with Marines on both sides, everything's like blood red. Well, I mean, for, for starters, in terms of the, the, the theatrics that were that were uh, set up for it, I I think that that was a pre-recorded uh, speech that he gave. I hmm. I saw so many flaws in that that production. I, I, I don't think, I think that what they did was they pre-recorded it and then they used a green screen uh, to project the image behind. I think they did do some recording and that's why they had to tone down the lighting uh, so much. There were just so much inconsistencies. Uh, the other inconsistencies in, in regards to the sound was the, the, the speech and then the layered in uh, clapping uh, from, from the, "Quote unquote audience that was supposedly there. That, by the way, I don't think that they even actually showed people being there. So I think this was totally recorded. They probably had to do it a few times. Um, I didn't. I don't think that presidents are supposed to be leveraging the office of the president to be doing any campaigning. I think that's a violation of law. It may not be a law, but maybe it's just more just just ethics. And that's exactly what it was. This was this was a campaign speech." And what they're attempting to do is to pick up on what they're deeming as the momentum from the FBI, from the Trump, uh, the actual going out to Mar-a-Lago and, and raiding there. And I think that the, what they're trying to do is to, you know, energize that that radical base uh, because Biden hasn't been deemed radical enough by them. And so what better way of doing that is by by putting out a fear that the 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 Trump MAGA is is going to be uh, taking over in in two years in the House, the Senate. And he specifically said that he said, that's why it's so important to get on vote. I mean, it was just it was very alarming. And here's a difficult part. V. The difficult part is is trying to and really shouldn't care. But I'm not sure why I, I do. Is that like even if you go to criticize the, the speech, 
people are instantly going to deem you a, a, a Trump supporter or MAGA. And, and that's by design. Um, but, but, but I'm neither. I am not a, uh, a, a, a MAGA or whatever they want to call ultra MAGA, neither of that. Uh, but that's what they're breaking this down to again is, is Trump versus Biden 2.0. And um, it's, it's, it's very unfortunate um, that he gave that speech. And many people were posting on Twitter, uh, Cernovich, a few other people that they feel that this is the Rubicon's been broken and everything that you see that they're doing in Ukraine. Uh, they're basically, uh, you know, in regards to a, a hit list that Harley was, was talking about, maybe that's the next step here in the United States, but very, very draconian. It was, just, yeah, we have a hit list. Talk? We just don't, it's just not publicized. Right, right. <laughs> That's the difference between the American hit list and the Ukrainian hit list. I think we should take yeah, take it off of YouTube, man. We're get, we're getting uh we're, oh, getting, yeah, we're going yeah, real yeah. dark here. We're going dark branding status. Hey, YouTubers, follow us over. Links in the description box. Get us over at Twitch D Live and RogueNews.com. Cause uh we're we're uh triple R. Okay, we're off. All right, we're good. Yeah, go ahead, Siege. Yeah, I think yeah, the American but, hit list yeah. is uh is just not published, dude. I mean, look at the world we're living in, bro. Like it's insane. I mean, him alienating 74 million Americans, him like like this is not it's funny because he's like we need, it's time to unify the country. But again, he speaks he's speaking in, in in the most divisive way possible, you know? Well, I think the people that he's calling out as well, like, you know, in regards to uh, like the, the Trump MAGA, it, it's confusing. It's confusing to people because let's not only, let's keep in mind uh, not only that that, you know, Trump did very little through his tenure to defend free speech, uh, hence Julian Assange, you know, everything else that's taken place. And then Trump was the one that instituted uh, the, the, the lockdowns and these these mandates. But I think what he's specifically talking to in regards to what he's what he's stating is saying that if you're not a mainstream Republican, if you're not a mainstream Republican, then you're a MAGA supporter. That's what you are. And uh, that's that is so uh, in, incorrect. Yeah, he's got that thing again with his Harley. If you can hear us, I don't think that he can, but um, he has to hit that lock key up on um, to enable his his microphone and his headset. Um, it's It's blocking it right now. But, yeah, it was very, very alarming. And even some of the. Uh, what I would what I would call the democratic more the democratic type channels of, of media are even criticizing it as well. Uh, so I yeah. think some of the what he he really did was any moderate voters. There he is. There we go. Welcome back, Harley. Oh, there he is. There you clicked it. Welcome back, Harley. Yeah, my my internet crashed. I had to go next door. Oh no, wow, no worries. This happens. This happens when I talk about Chuck Schumer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, Harley, thankfully it's internet right now, but this winter it very well could be the electricity, the lights are out. <laughs> yeah, Harley, yeah. what are you, are you going to get out of Europe before it freezes over or? Well, <laughs> the question is, will I have any money left? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen the electric bills on like small businesses. It's, it's incredible. Well, and you have. In, in England, for example, you have these smart meters that are being brought in, which when you are using what they consider to be too much electricity, they cut you off. They're That's trying crazy, to set, put those in homes in Germany now also. Uh, they're talking wow. about a $2,000 over three months extra payment 
people are going to have to make to keep their utilities on. Now, there are people well, we, we have to support Slava Kokaina. Slava Kokaina. That's the yeah. new Ukrainian slogan. Well, what, what they're actually supporting is the corruption of the green policy of the European Union. And this yeah. is a point that Putin has made repeatedly. Uh, Orban has made it repeatedly. There are people in Germany who have made this point, but the Bundesverfassungsschutz, which is the FBI equivalent in Germany, said that anyone who blames anybody but Putin for inflation, for energy problems, uh, is pushing Putin propaganda and will be subject to investigation. There are some journalists in Germany who have had their accounts frozen for writing about how the Green Party is part of the, well, is right at the center of the uh, cutoff of electricity. Now, it, look, it's not just Germany, though. You're going to have blackouts in California probably this weekend. Uh, the situation, we remember what happened in Texas last year, uh, that hasn't been changed in the United States. And even though there's more oil and gas available in the United States than here, you, know, you, you look at how, what happened in Jackson, Mississippi. The infrastructure is so decrepit, you can't get fresh water in the homes or businesses. Now, in Germany, one of the things they're doing is they're saying that public buildings will not be heated above the equivalent of 60 degrees uh, this winter. There'll be no hot water in bathrooms in any office buildings. So you know, we're seeing a return to feudalism. What LaRouche always said, the new dark age is coming. Mm. Now, the, the positive side is that more and more people are moving against it. Yeah? This week there were farm demonstrations all over Germany against the Green New Deal in agriculture. Uh, what are called handicraft workers, who are basically machine tool workers, marched in the city of Dessau, which is uh, about an hour south of Berlin. Uh, you have taxi drivers in Italy on strike. You have the ports being shut down in the United Kingdom. And then Macron probably is the idiot of the week with his statement, the era of abundance is over. <laughs> well, That's going to get him reelected, Harley. Yeah. Well, when, when was the last time people in Africa had abundance? When was the last time that, that people in the slums outside of Paris had abundance? Right. You know, these guys are writing their own epitaph with this kind of absolute arrogant, rich person jive about how, gee, people are going to have to suffer pain, as Jerome Powell said. So I, I did it in my update two days ago an extensive discussion of what preceded the Great Reset. And I focused on the 1980s project that was part of the Trilateral Commission during the Carter administration. They staffed the entire Carter administration, people like Brzezinski, Harold Brown, Michael Blumenthal, and Paul Volcker. And Volcker came in as Federal Reserve Chairman after he had coordinated with George Shultz and Kissinger the breakup of the Bretton Woods in 1971 under Nixon. He came in as this was beginning to destroy everything and raise the interest rates. And some people said, well, that worked, that shut off inflation. What it actually did was begin the acceleration of the deindustrialization of the United States with the combination of free market, free trade uh, agreements, which led to outsourcing, with the uh, opening up of speculative markets, with privatization. Um, what that did was 
reduced by about 50% over a decade, the U.S. manufacturing capacity, which only was sustained by the Reagan defense buildup. Now, some people think they can replay that, raise interest rates to the roof, dry up the inflation, and uh, keep the economy going with defense production. It's not going to work. The United States can't even produce enough ammunition now for what's needed in Ukraine, much less what the U.S. military needs, as we're pushing for more wars. So the blindness, the, the insanity, and the evil of the people pulling the strings of the Great Reset, the Green New Deal, the neocon war policy, this is about to destroy the West. Much of the rest of the world is running away from it. And that's why they're not supporting the sanctions. That's why they, they won't side with the United States and NATO against Russia and China. And it's an opportunity for us in the United States to get rid of the, the censorship and the lies and recognize that what we're being told about Russia, China, India, Indonesia is a bunch of bull from people who are telling you that your future is you have to accept the pain. And as the Belgian prime minister said last week, this is going to be a terrible winter. So will the next five to ten. So they're in it for the long haul. And we're not going to be around as a, as a human race if we don't pry the power out of their hands legally through educating enough people to understand what we're facing with this great reset and the Green New Deal. Unbelievable. You know, the craziest thing is this is all done artificially. Everything that we're facing is something that we can fix. There's the, the scarcity is artificially created. Supply chains are artificially wrecked. I mean, recently here in the Midwest, we had a, 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 a refinery that conveniently caught on fire, which was out for a week. And thank God was able to be, be able to brought back online. The 29th food processing plant exploded in flames today in the, uh, you know just just a week ago here Harley so it seems like every attack that is on the west and against the western population because they don't want us to wake up they don't want us to rise they want us to go through the pain as Klaus Schwab said every single attack has been based and targeted on food and fuel and they're tr and they are laying siege warfare upon us at this point Harley and they're telling us this is the new normal enjoy it you have to go through it but don't worry the answers are green utopia, which is ahead. It's going to set you free. This is sick, and people need to wake up and resist this with every fiber of their being. Well, there was a report out just the other day that the U.S. life expectancy has dropped by two years in yep. the last 18 months. Yep. And that's the first step toward the depopulation of the United States. And, yep. and I think that the, the question here... and, and I can go through in great detail the evil idiocy of the oligarchy that's running Wall Street, the city of London, and so on. But a lot of your listeners already know this. They, they know that we're dealing with a, a bunch of contrived crises. What they don't know, or, or maybe some of them do but don't act on it, is that there is a new uh, a transitional situation underway which Putin talked about at the Moscow Security Conference about two weeks ago. He said the world is moving toward this new order. And he said, don't be afraid of it. It's not the new world order of George Herbert Walker Bush. It's an order of sovereign nation states working together 
to move out from under the Anglo-American hegemony. And instead of being afraid of that, instead of letting the United Nations put out these bogus reports on, on Chinese human rights violations, on Russian war atrocities and so on, while they're covering up for the Nazis that we're arming, we've got to seek allies in the world, starting in the United States. And, and that means putting pressure. You know, I don't think we can elect a whole new Congress in uh, this November because there aren't that many good candidates. But we have to have a population which will put, you want, you want pain? Let's put the pain on the congressmen. Make them more afraid of the anger of their constituents than they are of being cut off by Wall Street. And I think that's the, way we, the only way we can get a change. Uh, as I said, we have a conference this uh, a week from tomorrow. Uh, it's a two-day conference. It's online. It's going to include a number of very, very significant people from around the world. We're working with the Schiller Institute. The reason the Schiller Institute is so high on this Ukrainian hit list is because we're doing what no one else is doing. We're pulling together people working for solutions. And, and I hope maybe you'll be able to make this available to your listeners through a live stream. Um, yes. But this is, this is what we have to offer, and this is what we're going to do, and we're going to do it in spite of these threats from these neo-Nazi thugs. Absolutely. Harley, thank you so much for joining us today. It's always a pleasure. And uh, we pray for your safety, the well-being of you, your family. We pray for abundance. We pray that, that you'll be taken care of because the work you're doing is so important to humanity itself. I mean, you truly are a voice in the wilderness, and it's a clarion call that you're putting out there. And it's being heard by thousands upon millions of people globally. And we pray that, you know, that the people will listen to this and, w and wake up. And, folks, this weekend, like just what Harley said, log on to the Schiller Institute. And we're also going to see you. Can we simulcast that as well? Get that going? Sure. Yeah, I'm going to well, look at that. I'm going to look at that right now and see if we can't coordinate that. It's next. It's Perfect. next weekend, not tomorrow. It's a week from tomorrow. Oh, okay. A next week weekend. From, okay. Right, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. yeah. That, that, that's even better. Yeah. And if people want more information from me, because we're putting out a press release, we're going to have a press conference in Washington and at the United Nations on Wednesday. One of the things that we've discovered is the European Union in 2016 condemned this Committee for Combating Disinformation, condemned them because they put out a list where they doxed 4,000 journalists in Ukraine, four of whom they killed. And... We, we've got to make sure that people know that this is not Ukraine, it's NATO. It's the U.S. Congress that's funding right. it. It's Schumer that's standing up for this stuff. And we've got to stop them. So if people want information from me, you can always write to me at harleysch at gmail.com. Uh, if you can't find the links, I'll be happy to send them to you. But harleysch at gmail.com. Absolutely. And, folks, with that being said, we're at the end of the show. Thank you all for listening in. Enjoy your weekend. And, CJ, take it away. All right. Good stuff, Harley.